Welcome to Thor's Hammer, a roundtable discussion on the Minnesota Vikings by Viking fans from around the country. Each week we gather and discuss and hammer out everything about the Minnesota Vikings. What we saw the previous week, what we'll see in store for the upcoming matchup, and a few surprises on the way. Join us each week as we set sail on a new adventure. It's here, it's Thor's Hammer. Welcome to Thor's Hammer, guys and gals. We are traveling on the road again, and uh, we are in downtown Minneapolis at Mama's Pizza Parlor. That's actually St. Paul, Bob. I'm sorry, I you can't, drove. Can't get that confused. You you I'm drove. You you, you drove. I'm I'm in the back seat drinking. <laughs> sorry, man. Thanks <laughs> thanks for bailing me out there. Uh, uh, well, that was Papa Scott giving me uh, directions of where we really are and. You see why he's a driver. We're going to quickly introduce everyone here, and uh, we'll get into it. I'll say hello to Georgia Vike. John, how are you, buddy? I'm doing good, Bob. How you doing, man? Obviously, I'm drunk, so I don't know where I am. <laughs> well, you know what? Uh, it's been another week at the bar here for us, so um, I, I don't know where I'm going either anymore. It's fun, though, isn't it? No, my, my checkbook says no. No? No. Are you you haven't butt around yet, you cheap prick. I know, that's what I wrote. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's say hello to Mr. Jeff Nichols. How are you doing, buddy? Doing all right, Bob. Happy you're riding in the back seat and not driving tonight. <laughs> are we all? <laughs> <laughs> all right, so guys, let's, uh, let's jump into this real quick. Uh, Sunday was a 29-29 tie. Uh, people say a tie is like kissing your sister, so the state of Wisconsin must have been happy. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> how do you, how do you, <laughs> I don't have a sister, Bob, so I really don't know what that's like. Bobby, tell us all about that. Um, oh. no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. Just sure you're in the, you're in Patriots country, so I wasn't sure if you were quite used to it up there either. No, uh, for, further north up in Maine, it's qu quite abundant, from what I heard. Never been there. I'm kidding. <laughs> I, I, I don't want to know. I want to know. I don't want to know. TMI, man. Yeah, true, true, true. All right, so let's break down this game against the Packers. Um, myself, personally, I expected a win. And then I watched, started watching the game. It's like, all right, we're going to lose. And then I thought, all right, we're going to win. And I thought we are going to lose. And then I knew we were going to win. And we had this guy, who, uh, I can't remember his name now, uh, Carlson or something like that. He's no yeah, longer yeah, yeah, he's no yeah, here. Carlson. Yeah. Oh, that's his name. Yeah, he's no longer with us. And there's a reason why. Anyway, uh, you know, we, we should have won at the end. We, we should have won. Uh, our second half offense picked up, especially the fourth quarter. We scored something like 22 points and 2 points. 23 seconds, 2 minutes, 23 seconds. Something, something amazing like that. So, um, plain and simple, Cousins are worth every penny to me. 
I just hope we keep doing that. Let's uh, let's break it down a little bit more. Let's bring Jeff on and uh, give us his audio. Yeah, I mean, I agree 100% with you that Kirk Cousins is worth every penny they paid over this game. I think you could even go so far to say it was arguably maybe the best game of his career, um, which is obviously very reassuring for Vikings fans since it's so early in the season. But aside from Cousins, I think although the offense got off to a slower start in the first half, and I mean the blocked punt and the lack of positive special teams plays really had an impact on that, I think that um, John Filippo really deserves a lot of credit. I think he really understood how the Packers were trying to attack him defensively and really dug out successful plays in the playbook. Um, You could really see that although Cousins started to play well and the entire offense kind of got things going in the second half, uh, DiFilippo really found a rhythm with his play calling, which is very, very um, good to see so early in the season because if that can continue as we get deeper into the season, I mean, those two are going to be able to wreak havoc on a lot of opposing defenses with the weapons they have around Nice. Uh, question for you. How comfortable is Cousins right now with this team? You know, I, you can never tell. I mean, he's showing that he's comfortable, um, I guess, just based on the performance you see on the field. Uh, and, and, I mean, if you look at it as a whole, he's had all of OTAs. He's been here for training camp. Uh, he's now two weeks into the regular season after the um, three games he played in during the preseason. I mean, I think there's probably a good level of comfort. And Filippo and the offensive staff are going to stick to what he's comfortable with, too. They're not going to put him in situations where he's not comfortable, I guess, this early in the season. Do I think they probably have as much installed as they would like to, I mean, with a quarterback of his talent? Probably not. Um, But that just kind of comes with the territory of it's his first year in this offensive system. Um, As the season goes on, they'll continue to install more. And if you look at other quarterbacks around the league, whether it be Matt Ryan, whether it be Andy Dalton, who've been in their offenses for a number of years, um, that's that's when you probably really start to feel comfortable since they can kind of ask you to do a lot and really look back on prior seasons to see what works and what doesn't work. Excellent. So what, what you're saying is we haven't reached the ceiling yet. We're not even close there yet. No, I, I really don't think they've had reached the ceiling at this point. Um, I, I mean, they're working really well with what they have. And, I mean, if you look at the weapons that the Vikings front office is surrounded Cousins with, he, he can produce right away. Um, but I would expect some maybe more ex- exotic looks or, or different formation looks to kind of appear into the playbook or on the field later in the season to really try to confuse opponents and really take advantage of more of Cousins' skill set um, than just relying on the weapons around him. Excellent. Let's quickly go to uh, Georgia Fike for his thoughts. Yeah, this week I thought it was a great game. Um, I, for the first time, I, I really thought this, and uh, I, I think no one's really talking about this. Yeah, obviously, Clay Matthews hit on Cousins, which is the BS call. I'll, I'll say it, I'm a Viking fan, but I thought it was a BS call. But he can thank his own quarterback for that call because it's Aaron Rodgers' call. Agreed. So, you know what, Green Bay? Back at you. So, deal with it. So, so John, what do you think of uh, the penalty on Kendricks then? I thought it was BS at the beginning, but it wasn't a game uh, game changer. That, that The game wasn't hinging right there on, 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 on a call by the refs. So, I thought Matthews got screwed, and I hate Matthews. But at the same time, eh, one for the good guys. Agreed. So, maybe the refs are getting sick of Green Bay as well. <laughs> Just like the rest of the country. Yeah, I'm all for it. Yeah, me too. Yeah. So, Papa, how you doing, buddy? Yeah, you know, I'm doing really well. I'm enjoying uh, Mama's Pizza. This is some good stuff. Oh. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, would you get the waitress over here? Because I'm a little thirsty. Yeah. <laughs> Just drink some water. 
and get a couple more slices over here, man. Get, grab another pizza. Yeah, Scott and his water diet over there with the drinks. You should, it's, you it's should be drinking a, a gallon of, of uh, peachy sauce. That's some what? good stuff. What? Yes. Scott. No, oh, so, so you want to know what I think about this game? Absolutely. Go ahead. Absolutely. Good. <laughs> I'm, you know what? I'm a little, I'm a, obviously a little frustrated because we, uh, we, we should have we won that game. I don't know how you let a, a one-dimensional football team score 29 points. So there's, I think there's a few issues uh, that, we, that we got here. A little bit of coaching. Prefer shouldn't get a, a, a pass on this. How you let a, you know, you, there's a breakdown there in the coverage on that, that punt for a touchdown. And then obviously, I don't know, you got to get in your kicker's head or something or find out what's in his head um, and, and do something about that. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not going to give Cousins a free pass either. I'm a. I'm a. I'm a little uh, nervous with his uh, late game uh, decision making, and uh, that one nearly cost us the game. Vikings are lucky to come out of that game with a tie. We should have lost that game. Amen. Amen. Uh, I think we should have won. If you have, we should have won, but we're lucky to come out of there with a tie. Well, if Treadwell could catch, that's a different story. If yeah. Carlson could kick a field goal. It's a different story. Look at it like this. Everyone raves about how great and how heroic Aaron Rodgers is. We held him to one touchdown. The other touchdown came on special teams and then kicked a bunch of field goals. So, again, we, we bend but don't break. Yeah, and that's kind of been the name of the Vikings defense the past few seasons as well. They'll give up yardage, but they're going to hold you to three or less in the red zone. And, and I mean... With just a mediocre offense, that'll keep you in most games and give you the best chance to win. Um, but, but I mean, I think that the beginning of the game just got off to the worst. It was the worst possible start the Vikings could have really asked for. They get their first offensive possession, and it ends with a holding penalty and then Cousins being sacked on third and ten. And then they punt the ball away, get it blocked, and it's instantly a touchdown. And I think after that, they appeared a little shell-shocked. Um, just because they weren't expecting that, and they kind of needed to get out of their own way um, after that. But, I mean, you're not going to win most weeks with a special teams debacle like the Vikings suffered this past weekend. So although a tie kind of feels like a loss in a sense because they had an opportunity to win the game at the end, anytime you can go on the road in the division, which are tough games regardless of who you play or when you play them, um, and, and not lose at Lambeau Field and at least pick up that half game, at least it's also somewhat of a moral victory in a sense if there ever is one. Jeff, sure. we're still undefeated. We still are undefeated, which That's is right. very positive. That's um, right. and, and I mean, you don't want to look at people penciling in wins and losses on the schedule, but with Aaron Rodgers on the field, it is awfully tough to win at Lambeau Field, regardless of who you are. Um, so to be able to stay in that game, I think proves the mental toughness this Viking team has developed under Zimmer too a little bit. I mean, if you look at seasons past, do the Vikings even come back in the fourth quarter of that game? I, I don't think you can say definitively they would have. God, no. I, I agree with you. There's no way in hell they would have under our past coaching staff. Um, Zimmer is straight to the point. You either do the job or you're out of here. And proof of that is we made three moves on Monday. Amen. You guys want yeah. to break those down too, well, Jeff? You know, yeah, actually, before, before you do that, let me just jump back on Treadwell a second here. So there's two minutes left in that game. We're down by five points. There's five wide. You've got Rudolph, 
you've got Thielen and you've got Diggs on the right side. And on the left side, you've got Coley and Treadwell. Who in the hell are you going to throw the ball to? One got cut and the other one can't catch a pass. Well, I mean, it's think about it. How are the Packers going to defend it? I mean, you, well. you can answer the question almost. It, it's a question inside of an eggshell, um, if you look at it that way. The, the Packers' goal is to take away your best offensive weapons, and if they're going to line seven yards off uh, on the weak side of the formation against Treadwell, and you're going to have a heavy, and they're going to have a safety in the other side of the box with the linebacker mugging the a, a gap on the weak side of the formation, most quarterbacks' primary read, especially when you have Coley going to the flag, is going to be Treadwell on that slant. If you were going to kind of be really nitpicky, you'd say, yeah, Cousins really looked, really threw that ball, and it maybe was thrown a bit too hard. But Treadwell has to make that catch over nine times out of ten. Um, so it's it was a, it was multiple people who failed. I mean, don't don't get me wrong. Yeah. Um, I know we've kind of discussed this off to you that Phelan uh, was coming open on the other side of the play, and I completely agree with you. Um, but in the fourth quarter, you just need to pitch and catch that ball. Um, if your primary reads Treadwell and he's coming open on the slant, you got to let it rip. Yeah, yeah, he's got to catch that ball, no doubt. But boy, every time for the ball to Treadwell. It, it brings me back to the movie Unnecessary Roughness. I'm sorry, Necessary Roughness. Don't throw the ball to stone hands. Yeah. <laughs> and all I hear is, the ball's my friend. The ball's my friend. No, the ball's not your friend. You keep giving away to the other team. I mean, Treadwell, this is, what, year three of his contract, and yeah. he, he's really not progressed where we should have. You know, I don't want to be sound pro Treadwell here because obviously he has to catch the ball and after that I think the more concerning part is you could tell he was in his own head and he kind of got in his own way a little bit but he's definitely improved this season I mean there is no doubt about it in my mind the inside post move he put on I think it was King um, on his first NFL touchdown was absolutely nasty I mean he got so much separation on that inside post that he just made that the easiest pitch and catch Cousins could have asked for um, and he he doesn't run that route last year. He does not. Um, so as much as people want to really harp on Treadwell um, for dropping that pass and causing the interception at the end of the game, there are positives to his game and on the field this season that he hadn't shown in the past that I think people are starting to um, kind of put in the back of their memory and kind of cherry-pick the bad moments to kind of prove a point. Well, I'll, I'll agree with that. He's improved. And I, you know what I think? I think this is uh, this game this week, and I don't want to jump ahead to that. But this game this week, they've got a they've got a feature Treadwell. They've got to feed him the ball, and and then trade him next week after a nice game. <laughs> well, when it, for, for me when it comes to Treadwell, when he came out of college, the the um, the knock on him was he couldn't create separation. Mm -hmm. But it, now it's like his hands are a problem. What, what's up with that? It's concentration-based. I mean, sometimes you'll see him start to try running without actually getting the ball in his hands. I mean, there's probably a little bit of an excitement level there. Or, or he puts his head down or starts looking upfield of where he wants to go um, versus just catching the ball. I, I think the trouble um, or the flaw, I guess, maybe is the better way to look at it in Treadwell's game is there's plenty of possession receivers in the NFL who don't need a ton of uh, separation to make plays on the ball. And Treadwell would probably fall into that camp. And I think when the Vikings drafted him, they expected him to fall into that camp. They didn't expect him to instantly turn into this downfield threat. 
Um, but if you look at the Anquan Boldens of the world, they all could make plays after they caught the ball. And Treadwell lacks the quick twitch to do that. Um, at least he hasn't shown it yet in the NFL. And before he broke his ankle or leg in college, he showed the ability to do that. And I think the Vikings were extremely hopeful he would regain that um, as he moved further away from the injury. And he just hasn't. Um, so I think that's kind of the flaw um, or that kind of clouds what he's capable of on the field. So is Treadwell the next Cordell Patterson? No. No. No, they're very different players. You can't compare the two. Um, I, I do think Treadwell still has a role as the number three or number four receiver on the team. And I don't think the one game this past weekend's necessarily going to change that a ton. Um, heck, Zilstra, who a lot of people are starting to pencil in as the new number three receiver, wasn't even active this weekend. And the primary reason the Vikings kept him was due to his ability on special teams. Um, Aldrich Robinson might supplement him a bit once he picks up on the playbook a bit more. Um, but even those two are different players, too. Robinson's more of a downfield threat in the mold of a Stacey Coley. Um, and Treadwell's still going to be your big body over the middle who's going to be able to make plays and even create more space for Rudolph. All right. Well, thanks, Jeff. Um, let's move on to the uh, big changes on Monday when we uh, had three personnel changes. We changed our kicker. We brought home Tom Johnson from Seattle. And we added what you just mentioned, Aldick Robinson. John, what are, you, what are your thoughts on those? I think all three calls were necessitated this week. Uh, Really, I like seeing Tom Johnson come back for the defensive tackle rotation. I think John's um, got to get the pizza out of his mouth. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm a little <laughs> full over here. You know, um, obviously Carlson being gone, Bailey coming in, it's a great move. Everyone's seen that coming uh, Sunday, even before overtime started. And um, they get down to the I don't know much about Robinson as, as a wide receiver, but, you know, hey, hey I think it's better than what we saw last week. Uh, I have to agree with you. Um, Papa, what do you think? Well, you know, certainly the kicker, it's a little bit of a surprise uh, in a way to uh, to release him. But, uh, you know, you have to do it. I don't know. It sounds like his confidence was absolutely shot. So, And maybe the uh, the Vikings catch a break with uh, with uh, Dan. I don't know. It's not Dan. It's Dave. What is his name? Dan New Bailey. Kicker? Dan Bailey? Yeah. Yep. So um, I don't know. Do you? I guess give him a few uh, field goals this week, a uh, little tryout. It seems like this game is going to be a, a preseason game. Uh, looks like so on paper. But um, well, before we get into the Buffalo game, uh, I want to yeah. interrupt you here. But when it comes to the kicker, I, I really think that, that this team is on paper a Super Bowl contender, sure. and that's why they had to uh, not be patient with. Uh, uh, Carlson, if this team was, you know, predicted to win six, seven, eight games, I think they would have been a little bit more patient with uh, the kicker and let, yeah. let them get used to the. But you, you, you got to be fair to the other fifty-two guys in the locker room. But yeah. at the same time, Bob, then remember, I'm sorry, uh, Scott, you go. go what, what's the thought process then in the beginning of the season with this guy? Why draft him that high? Why? Uh, What's the thought process with that? If you if you've got a Super Bowl team and 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 you want a stable kicker, why are you going that way? It's Scott, though. At the same time, though, I I made this comment to Jeff a few months ago. I said um, Carlson was a hell of a kicker in college, and my exact comment to him was, "He reminds me so much of Blair Walsh. It's it scares me." 
Um, because he, he's got the leg. He can come out of nowhere and just start booting these long kicks, you know, and, and win games for you. But the problem is, you know, he became Blair Walsh after week two, even preseason, to be honest with you. And uh, I'm a little nervous with Dan Bailey as well because Dan Bailey had the yips last year with uh, the Cowboys, but the whole team was a mess at the same time. So I'm not sure what we got right now. He yeah, was also Bailey. injured too. And then the thing with – Yeah, Jeff. Sorry, I don't mean to cut you off, Bob. Um, oh, Jeff. But I think you both have, have good points. I think Bob's right that since the team on paper is ready to compete now, and from an ownership perspective, think about how much cash you're pushing into the team right now. They're not going to risk it on a kicker. They're not going to let an entire investment go to waste over that. Um but I think it was a combination of Bailey being available. Um, you obviously need to have a better option on the street to even consider making a move. But when it comes down to Carlson, I don't think the Vikings were thrilled with Forbath's performance last year, um, especially on extra points. Although he was a decent field goal kicker, I think they wish that he had a stronger leg, um, especially if the new kickoff rules in place this year. And I also think that his lack of being able to hit the extra points really scared them a little bit um that he wasn't the long-term solution and that kind of is what necessitated the move to move up for carlson uh, in the draft and i know a couple other nfl teams were interested in as in as well um which probably necessitated the opportunity to the need to trade up for him rather than sit in your spot um and hope he drops to you but when it comes to dan bailey i mean i think the thought process was that his groin and back injuries really are what threw him off last year before that he was a great kicker um, he, he's not a power kicker by any means. He'll hit, hit for you in that 50 to 53-yard range, and he'll be deadly accurate. But af- after that, he's, he's not going to be kicking those long bombs that someone that Carlson probably gives you. Um, but, but we'll see what we have. I, I mean, you never know until he gets out there and he's kicking the ball. But at, at the end of the day, I think Dan Bailey's probably the best option that was available. Um, and if he regains even I guess I'd improve. if he gets back to more how he was in the 2016 season, I mean, the Vikings are going to have absolutely no regrets, and they'll probably keep him long-term. Well, maybe Treadwell can kick those long ones. You know, you never know. I mean, might as well repurpose those <laughs> legs somehow. Remember Jay and Silent Bob? He'd be hanging out that uh, super speedy mark near one of these days. <laughs> to go well, back, I don't want to. I don't want to harp. I talk about the kicker situation yeah, much more. Yeah. Um, in hindsight, is always 2020. Um, but sometimes I was wondering a little bit at the conclusion of the game. You have Carlson who's missed two field goals, and you and like Zimmer said in his press conference, you have to expect everyone's going to do their job, and they put the ball in the middle of the field. Yeah. But the Green Bay defense was not doing anything to stop that Viking offense. They were not doing anything. I mm. I wonder if they could have been more aggressive in that situation. They had worn yeah. them down. That even they were starting to run the ball successfully, and they hadn't done that all day. Yeah. I, I would have creamed myself if <laughs> A-Rod got intercepted for a pick six to win the game. That's how much I hate that guy. Well, come on, Bob. Quit, quit pretending you got an Aaron Rodgers poster in your bedroom. Bob, you, you know what? I think regardless of who the quarterback was on the other side, the Vikings had a walk-off pick six. You, you would have a hell of a time over there. Yeah, I think we all would have. <laughs> yeah. We'd be all making right, so plans for Atlanta. Anyway. <laughs> no, I, I just can't stand the guy. I think he's a dick. I hate him. Um, he's smug. He's arrogant. He, he, yeah, he's Agreed. damn good. He's damn good. But when your own family hates you because you're an ass, guess what? You're an ass. So I can't stand the, the, the grape crush bottle that years ago in, in Minneapolis. He's just a dickhead. 
Bob, you I, need to I, save let's some. Let's put the uh, Packers. Let's put the yeah, Packers. To you bed. need to save some contact or uh, some uh, uh, some content for the second matchup with the Packers later on. We can save that dirty laundry for another day. Okay. Well, moving on. <laughs> you guys want to discuss uh, any more of the uh, roster change from Monday, or you guys want to get right into Buffalo? No, I, I, I think Buffalo. we should jump right into Buffalo. Seba- Welcome back, Sebastian Thunderbuck. Yeah. Yes, the Thunderbucket. Yeah, Thunderbucket, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Buffalo. We're favored by 16 and a half. 17 now. It's up to 17 now. Yes, sir. All right. Um, Too much money on Buffalo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what it is. You think? All right. John, because you're the always the optimist here, how do we lose this game? Damn, what a question. We don't. Um, what? Hang <laughs> have you heard of Nagasaki or Hiroshima? That's how we lose this game. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a good, it's a good thing your mic's quiet. Um, uh, honest to goodness, if we lose this game, I'm done for this season. This is, this is basically Georgia playing uh, Middle Tennessee State a couple weeks ago. This should be a blowout. If it's not a blowout by 17 points, our season's over anyways. For me, I, I want to see the defense really step up and show the world who we really are on D. I, I want to hold them to a, I'd love to see a shutout, but, you know, shutouts are pretty tough. Uh, under 10, I'd be happy. It's, that's my goal, and then put up 30 points on offense. You know, I want I want to see uh, I want to see run 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 run, cook and cook and uh, everybody just Latavius Murray run it get the clock and get out of there healthy and move on. I agree with Papa a little bit, and I mean I think the Vikings need to show something in the run game as a whole. I mean the run game really hasn't been gotten going this season like it was at the end of last year. Um, and, and maybe Pat Elfline, hopefully, crossing my fingers, being back this weekend will help that a little bit. Um, but they need to be able to run the ball a little bit. I mean, they're doing just enough now um, to make the play action work, but they need to really develop something on the ground um, to really keep better defenses off balance. Qu- question for you, Jeff. Yeah. This week, Delvin Cook, over 100 yards. Thielen and Diggs, over 100 yards. Yes or no? Thielen and Diggs, yes. Cook, Probably not, and that's because I think they're going to really limit how much he plays. You think Murray gets over 100 yards then? Combined, they'll get 100 yards on the ground, I'd say. 55 so, for Ham. <laughs> yeah, Ham, 6.5 ham. on 18 carries. Ham, ham one ham. carry, 75 yards. <laughs> that's exactly what's going to happen. It takes two minutes to get there. <laughs> so, so, Jeff, are you saying, in your opinion, that, that Cook is still not quite 100%? Um, no, I mean, I think they're going to limit him with his hamstring injury. Hamstrings can be tricky. I, I think even if he's proves to be healthy and it's good enough to play, they're not going to wear the heck out of him. They're going to split the timeshare a little bit more because they're going to need both of them ready to go Thursday night against the Rams in L.A. Maybe Treadwell can run the ball. Yeah, heck. It, Bob, uh, Bob was thinking he could be the next Cordero Patterson, so you might as well <laughs> put in some fixed plays to see how that goes. Hey, why not? I mean, right? you th- your third year into both these guys – we're still scratching our head going, are they ever going to be the guy? Are they ever going to be the guy? They're both <laughs> high picks, and they, yeah. in third year in, they've done nothing. So, yeah, they are kind of the same player on paper. Um, Trey Wells more just a receiver. He's a damn good blocker. I, w- I wouldn't mind seeing the guy throw on 25 pounds becoming a, a, a tight end. Patterson was a speed demon. Yeah. 
but so neither one's way to catch. get tread while the ball is to hand it to him. <laughs> right? Um, <laughs> Hope he doesn't drop that, too. That's a fumble. I think, I think the big thing this upcoming weekend for the Vikings is to, I mean, I think, was it you, Papa, or maybe John alluded to it a little bit, is they need to put the paper giant um, content behind them. They need to impose their will on a team that they really are more talented than in almost every position, um, I guess, across the board. They need to impose their will. Um, they need to show it early, and they need to show it late, and they need to literally kick Buffalo's teeth in. And, I mean, at 16, what regardless of Vegas says, 14, 15, 16 point advantage they think the Vikings have. I don't care if it's a 10 to 3 game that the Vikings win in every phase, uh, to be completely honest. I just want to be able to see them win on special teams. I want to see the defense exert their will on an offense that has a terrible offensive line and has a rookie quarterback behind it. And I want to see them be able to attack a defense, especially one that has a very, very talented defensive line. Hey, Jeff? Yeah. Can I ask a question? Yeah, actually, to all you guys. When's the last time you've seen a 17-point spread in a regular season game come week three? Cleveland could have played New England last year come week three. There wouldn't have been a 17-point spread. No, I, I really don't think there would have been. And to be completely honest, if you were going to be a smart better, I think you'd probably buy Buffalo. I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's not saying the Vikings aren't going to win the game, but um, a 17-point yeah, se- <laughs> spread is wild. <laughs> Um, so much, so much can happen in a game to to put you within, you know, ten points even. I mean, yeah. seventeen points is crazy. I mean, how many teams even won by seventeen last week, regardless of how talented the matchups were? Over under their four string quarterback comes in that game because it be killed the first two or three. <laughs> so think, the punter is big quarterback. I think Josh Allen survives, but I don't know if he'll ever be the same. I oh. think Josh Josh Allen does not finish this game. I, I think the bigger question is, do we see Slaughter or uh, Simeon? No, I, I've thought yeah. about that a little bit, and we'll see, I, I guess. But at the end of the day, I think they still are going to want to have just, even if they get up to this hypothetically a 20-point 20, 20 lead, right, and it's the third quarter, I think they'll probably still toy around and try a few things um, before they ultimately pull any starters. Hmm. Try a few oh. things, like have Treadwell throw the ball? No, I wouldn't go that far, but... Maybe, maybe try out some contested catch situations. You know, they'll work at the uh, back end of the playbook and, and see how well some different formations maybe work out for them. Well, you got Zimmer who really does not enjoy running up the score. Um, he's all about defense, and myself, I, I want to see this defense hold them on ten points. Uh, yeah. I, I can't really see Zimmer. Hey, we're up by forty-five points. Keep going. It's, I don't think it's going to happen. It's not who he is, and, I, and I'm okay with that. And get the starters out, keep them healthy, uninjured. Let's do this. Um, I, w- I want to see a big win by 20 points, but I, I don't want to see 60 to 40. I want to see you know 30 to 10. I want the defense to roll here. Somebody needs to remind Zimmer that in the fight song it says, "Run up the score, and we'll cheer for more." Well, yeah, but. That's, that's, that's putting the, your foot on the neck. I, I agree with that. I mean, we saw the Vikings scored 22 points in under two and a half minutes yeah. of game time on, on Sunday against the Packers. Um, do that in the first quarter, and then you don't have to worry about the offense anymore. But he, he's the opposite, as in don't make a mistake on offense, and you, you, your defense will win the game for you. 
I, I understand his philosophy. Don't always entirely agree with it. Yeah. This yeah. might be one of those games. Well, is it time for picks? All right, let's go. I don't. I don't think we uh, anybody picked a tie last week. I know that. No, I was pretty darn close. I, I remember I, I was sitting back, wavering, couldn't decide, couldn't figure out who I wanted to go with. But no, no one picked a tie. I, I picked twenty-three twenty last week win, but you know, so three points. Uh, John picked we lo- we lost like always. <laughs> Not this week, buddy. I, John, you're going first in Buffalo. All right, this week. Go. Yeah. This week with Buffalo, um, we roll 42 to 14. Uh-oh. Uh, it's a kiss of death. <laughs> <laughs> there you guys go. You ask, you shall receive. 42-14. Poppy, you go second here. All right, I'm going to say uh, 28 to 10. I Minnesota. I can see that. Jeff, I'll go last. You're, did you go last last week, Bob? I went no, first he, last week. We, we, uh, we make him go first in the upset specials all the time. There we go. Just, we just go. give him a chance. If I go now, I get to go last for the upset special this week. How about that? <laughs> Whatever. Right. You go, Jeff's going first, the upset special. <laughs> I'm going first for the upset special, too. Um, I'll go with the Vikings. I, I don't think it's going to be this barn burner of a game. I think their defensive line might actually cause some problems for the Vikings' offense. Um, not enough to force them to lose a game by any means, but I'll take the Vikings in more of a, I guess, Walking through the mud type matchup. Um, Vikings win seventeen to seven. Seventeen points on Buffalo. Yep. We can score seventeen or SOL for the rest of the season. Exactly. I, I agree with John there on that one. Seventeen uh, seven. It's my pick. It's my, my pick. It's yeah. my pick. All right. All right, we got Bob. Thirty one ten, Vikings. Good call. I like it. No one liked mine. No, I did. <laughs> I liked it. We don't like it no more, Jeff. Yeah, hated, it, hated it three snaps up. <laughs> uh, <laughs> a little reference from the uh, Living uh, Keller from Max. Yeah, Living Keller. Two guys, two guys on the on whatever. Men on <laughs> men on film. That's yeah, men on film. Men on football is hilarious. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> All right, we got going on here. We got upsets. Yeah. Upset special. Uh, All right, who's uh, going first? Jeff's going first, or is Bob going first? I think Bob's going first. <sighs> I, I got mine right last week. I picked the, the chefs over the, the Steelers. I picked the Bills. It didn't go so well. I don't remember who I picked. I don't either, John. I, I, was I really picked the Panthers. <laughs> we, we go to these bars every week. I don't even know where I am half time when we leave. Trust uh, me. I was, I was straight into Wisconsin with a flat tire, two flat tires, to be honest with you, Scott. So I don't yeah. know what was going on. That's, that's why we're at Mama's Pizza tonight, because you guys need a little break. Well, yeah. Well, my Mama's liver thanks you. <laughs> All right, Bob. What's your upset? My upset. Uh, I'm, damn it, this is tough. Uh, I'm probably going to go with... Um, if you pick the Bills over the Vikings, you can't be wrong. Ooh. Since you already picked them to win. I'll be wrong on the other end, though. Shooting, so, um, 50, shooting 50%. I'm going to go with the Saints over the Falcons. Saints over the Falcons. Falcons favored by three. I think Saints gonna beat them. Three points. That's a that's a upset. Oh uh, yeah, right. the, the, the Falcons. Yeah. Bob's upset yeah. special. Saints over Falcons. All right, Papa, you're next. You seem to have something and something in, uh, in yeah, your pocket good. here. Oh yeah, yeah. he's got something boiling. I'm gonna I'm gonna go out on a limb here and I'm gonna say Detroit over New England. That's a good choice. Uh, 
the the Lions aren't going to lose all their games, and and I think they can probably put up some points on the Patriots. D. I would love to see that. I would love to see that. I could see that. Ah. I could see that. Matt Patricia, Stewart becomes the master. <laughs> I don't know if I would go that far. <laughs> and Belichick refuses to shake his hand. That'd be awesome. It would. It'd be don't worry, Jeff. You next. I'm next. Oh, well, you must have one in the back of your pocket over there, John. You just. Just hold on to you. Um, you know me. I care so chargers, much about this spot. Chargers. Chargers. Right? <laughs> I kind of have two I'm trying to decide between here. Uh, upset special versus the chargers. what I want. No, I'm not going to take the Chargers. Um, I'm going to go 49ers over Chiefs. Uh, I think the Chiefs are really good, but the Patrick Mahomes hot streak is going to come to an end at some point, and I think the 49ers haven't quite shown what they're capable of yet. Ooh, that's at home too. Yeah, wow. it's, it's an upset. Hey, I didn't pick a three-point favorite. Yeah, I agree. Much, much better of an upset pick. <laughs> I picked a true upset. Wow. Okay. Well, I guess I'm gonna go this way then, because um, Jacksonville's a sweet D, but t- Tennessee isn't within the division. I'm going with the Tennessee Titans to beat Jacksonville this week. There you go. Loser. Yeah, maybe, but uh, was, he's, they're actually off in a lot of sports books because the money's so heavy in Jacksonville. But I, I'm rolling with Tennessee this week. Is is uh, Tennessee even playing this week? Yeah, they are. You're gonna find out. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Tennessee, Jacksonville. I got the Titans. Nah, I I, I had to uh, pay the tab. All right. All right I, had so go, I had to go pay the tab, guys. Any, any any critiques? No, I'm good. Right. Should we wrap it up? Same here. Is Bob, like, you know. Bob, you licking peanut butter off the top roof of your mouth? What are you doing over there, brother? I think he fell asleep. I think he did, too. Yeah, like peanut butter. <laughs> hey, you guys. Hey, guys. Guess what? What? Free ice cream hey, cones everyone. here at Mama's. Thank you for joining us. That's Skull. great. Well, I'll tell her I want a beer-flavored one because I'm really thirsty. And, uh... I want some more of the Iowa Boomtown that I had about a week ago. That Boomtown is the best. Hey, good night, everybody. Hey, good night, get gentlemen, and um, we will see you SOBs uh, in a week from now. Good night, everyone. Skull. Deuces.